I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. We worship at Island Creek Elementary School, 7855 Morning View Lane, every Sunday at 10 a.m. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayer with the Kingstown Communion. My name is Michelle. I'm the pastor here. And um, this is our fourth week of reading through the book of Ruth. Um, We're calling this Bible study in 20 minutes or less. You're busy. Um, I know it's hard to gather people together for a Bible study. And so I figured um, we can get a snippet every Wednesday uh, of going deeper into the scripture, talking about the scripture, not adding a whole lot of stories and stuff on top of it like we do in a sermon, but just talking about what is going on in this passage and what basically can we glean from this today. It doesn't mean it's all you can glean from it, but we're going to, we'll zero in on the passage. So today we're in Ruth 4 and we're finishing up our series on Ruth. We just finished the last sermon this past Sunday. And so would you prepare your heart and mind for worship with me today? O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Today we're going to sing the hymn, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Sweet relief, near 
contrition help my unbelief Savior Savior hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling to sing one more trusting only in thy merit would I seek thy face heal my wounded broken spirit save me by thy grace Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Our psalm this morning is from Psalm 141. Hear now the word of the Lord. O Lord, I call to you. Come to me quickly. Hear my voice when I cry to you. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord, and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evildoers nor eat of their choice foods. Let the righteous smite me in friendly rebuke. Let not the oil of unrighteous anoint my head, for my prayer is continually against their wicked deeds. Let their rulers be overthrown in stony places, that they may know my words are true. Our eyes are turned to you, O Lord, our eyes are turned to you. Reading from the book, of Ruth chapter four today. It's good to see you, Harold. No sooner had Boaz gone up to the gate and sat down there than the next of kin of whom Boaz had spoken came passing by. So Boaz said, come over friend, sit down here. And he went over and he sat down and then Boaz took 10 men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. He then said to the next of kin, so, um, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to her kinsman Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, but it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people, if you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not, tell me so that I may know, for there is no one prior to you to redeem it, and I come after you. So he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, the day you acquire the field from the hand of Naomi, you are also acquiring Ruth, the Moabite, the widow of the dead man, to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance. At this, the next of kin said, I cannot redeem it for myself without damaging my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. 
Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm a transaction. The one took off a sandal and gave it to the other. This was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when next of kin said to Boaz, acquire it for yourself, he took off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, today you are my witnesses that I have acquired the land of Naomi, all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite and the wife of Malon to be my wife, to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance in order that the name of the dead may not be cut off from his kindred and from the gate of his native place. Today you are my witnesses. Then all the people who were at the gate, along with the elders, said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you produce children in Ephrathah and bestow a name in Bethlehem. And through the children that the Lord will give you by his young woman, may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When they came together, the Lord made her conceive, and she bore of a son. And then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without next of kin, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who redeems you, he was more to you than seven sons has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and began to nurse him. The women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the descendants of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Amminadab, Amminadab of Nashon, Nashon of Salmon, Salmon of Boaz, Boaz of Obed, Obed of Jesse, and Jesse of King David. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we're at the end of the story, y'all. And, um, you know, it starts off with this business transaction. Um, much of, of, the, of marital rights and, and in order for him to marry uh, Ruth. And remember, he suggested to her that she find another redeemer because he's too old. Why would she want him? Um, and so he sits down with all these men who could possibly redeem her. Redeeming mean... Um, purchase the land, the land becomes his, uh, and take care of her on, on that land, um, that the land of Elimelech, the previous landowner, and of the sons um, uh, to whom Ruth was once married, that it all becomes his, and now he takes care of her. Um, he, he gives them the opportunity to choose to do that, and they all give it back to him and say, why don't you become the redeemer? And so she, um, and so Na Naomi and Ruth, Ruth is married to Boaz, and Naomi and Ruth are taken care of forever by Boaz. It's a beautiful end of the story. It's exactly how you'd want it to end, where they're no longer in famine, they're no longer destitute, they're no longer journeying long distances with nothing to eat and no name for themselves, but now they have a place to call home and someone to take care of them. Uh, and the other thing is that the story of Ruth and Boaz, it's, it's a love story. It's a love story of people who don't, who don't normally get together. I mean, you have an older man, um, a middle-aged man and a young 20-year-old woman. You have 
um, a, a foreign woman from a country that is Israel's enemy marrying a man who has power and, and privilege and in, the, um, in Judah who owns land there. Not only just land, but they say he owns field after field after field, tons of fields in the area. And so um, this is a man with power and he's choosing to marry someone with no name whatsoever. And then you, you so, so this is a love story, but what we are to be reminded of um, is, is this is to remind us of our love story with God, that God, if we, if you remember what we talked about on Sunday, that God is sure we meet God in, in resurrection and, and in Pentecost and in ascension, we meet God in the miracles. This is a three in one God, a mysterious miracle God. And yet God tends to meet us in these person to person interactions, right? God tends to, to meet us in, as we said on Sunday, the meet cute moments when our eyes meet God's and we know that something big is happening here, even when it's so subtle. This book falls in the line of book after book after book in the, New T in the Old Testament um, where you have miracle. I mean, you have Abraham's wife in her 90s and she bears a child and you have Moses parting the Red Sea and you have you have you know, snakes becoming staffs and staffs becoming snakes. And it's miracle after miracle after miracle. And you get to Ruth and there is nothing miraculous about this story to our eyes. When we read it, it doesn't seem like it. It, it, it seems like ordinary people working on a farm. And yet God is doing miraculous thing and saving God's people anyways. This is how God meet. This is how God meets us. This is how God met Ruth. Um, this is how God's favor was in Ruth's life. And this is how we find God's favor in our life. Chances are, chances are God is meeting you exactly where you need to be met by people who are catching your eye, who are saying kind words to you, who you, God is meeting you in person to person interaction. God works through people. That is what we are to get out of it. And you know, as we wrap up this series on, on poverty and privilege, um, I think it, it is sometimes our privilege as Christians that to look for God in the miracles, right? Um, to, ex to expect and want God to intervene in our lives in big ways. Um, I think that is a privilege because if you have ever known anyone who, for whom it's been hard to put food on the table, um, who it's been hard to, to work paycheck to paycheck, who have lived um, not in a home but on the street, they know well what it's like to not have a, a life of daily miracles, right? Not big miracles, but they live on person-to-person -person interaction. They live on community, on taking care of one another. They live on the generosity of a stranger. They live on these very subtle moments of God meeting them in these little places. And those somehow they're able to think of those as life's biggest miracles. If you've ever been with those people, you know. You know what that's like. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for meeting us in ordinary people like Ruth. We thank you for the stories of ordinary, everyday people and their faith, their profound faith that that doesn't need big God to swoop in in big ways into their life but that in every little subtle way, they see you at work and it is just miraculous through every person they meet. It's pretty extraordinary. And this is our gift, God, in, in being with people who may not be able to um, 
to provide housing for themselves, but have in every way, shape, or form become robust examples of, of your faithfulness and your provision still. God, thank you for this journey through the book of Ruth, for the love story that it unfolds, not between Ruth and Boaz, but the love story it unfolds for us between you and your people, that you, you seek after us, you call us by name, and then you redeem us. God, we do not forget that this redeemer in Boaz, this kinsman redeemer in the person of Boaz is, is merely to keep our, our eyes and our sights forward as Christians to this, this person in, in the person of Jesus Christ who becomes all the world's kinsman redeemer, meeting us exactly where we are, taking the form of our bodies to walk our life, to die our death, and to raise us to new life. Thank you, God. We join in that prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. We'll conclude um, our, our time with our blessing to one another. Before we, we say the blessing, I wanted to, um, to read this, this one um, wonderful line from, from our common prayer book that seems to just sum up all of Ruth, I think. Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a leader in South Africa's struggle against apartheid, wrote this, The first law of our being is that we are set in a delicate network of interdependence with our fellow human beings and with the rest of God's creation. Doesn't that just sum it up so wonderfully? That's Ruth right there. That is Ruth. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. It's been lovely being with you, uh, and I wish you a, a beautiful Wednesday. There is peace at the table of the Lord. There is peace at the table.